0: Amazon bestselling author, Troy L. Love.
1: When I was a kid, my mom taught me the importance of writing thank you notes. And although I have to admit as an adult, I have not been as consistent in writing thank you notes as I probably need to be. My mom wanted me to make sure that when people did nice things for me, that I would send them thank you notes. I remember when I was graduating from high school I got several congratulation cards in the mail with people giving me money and I remember that I needed to write thank you cards for them and for some reason I really felt like I shouldn't I thought that money was something that was dirty or something. And so I had a really hard time writing in the note thank you for the money that you sent. And looking back I think wow it was. It was a gift. That's what they sent you. It was okay, Troy, for you to be able to write down thank you for the money. But I tried to craft it in some way to not identify that they gave me money for some reason. And I don't even understand what that was all about. But I do remember wanting to be able to express gratitude for their kindness in sending gifts to me. In 1997, My Hero Mr. Rogers was presented with a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Emmy Awards. As expected, in the crowd were the television and movie stars who were all dressed up in their fanciest clothes, perfect makeup and hair, for an evening of recognition and praise. Actor Tim Robbins announced Mr. Rogers as the winner of the award and invited him to come up to the stand Mr. Rogers smiled humbly and began his speech by expressing gratitude for the people who have helped him achieve what he had achieved. But then he paused. He said, all of us have special ones who have loved us into being. Would you take, along with me, ten seconds to think of the people who have helped you become who you are? 10 seconds of silence, and then he lifted his wrist, looked at the audience, and then looked at his watch, and softly said, I'll watch the time. Some in the audience thought he was kidding. There was a laughter that rippled through the audience that was cut short, people smiling at him, some looking like they have fond memories of Mr. Rogers, and then realizing, oh, he's serious. He really wants us to spend the next 10 seconds thinking about the people who have loved us into being. And so they started to bow their heads. A silence fell across the audience. Tears began to fall. A feeling of gratitude flowed into the room. It's a, it's a beautiful moment. It's probably the best recognition speech I've ever seen anybody give. The thing is that that isn't the first time that Mr. Rogers has asked people to reflect on those who've loved us into being. And normally when he would invite those to participate with him, it wasn't 10 seconds, it was a minute. You see that in the movie that recently came out, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. You also see that in the documentary that came out in early spring, Won't You Be My Neighbor?, It's a moment where he invites us to pause and practice gratitude for the people and the experiences of our life that have brought us into being. Practicing gratitude, especially at this time of year as we get ready to celebrate Thanksgiving, at the time that this podcast is being recorded, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. It's a time where a lot of us reflect a little bit more heavily on the blessings that we have in our life. But there actually is some neurological benefits to practicing gratitude, and I wanted to share a couple of those with you as well. You know that I talk a lot about attachment wounds, and I also talk a lot about how connection bonds with other people is what heals those attachment wounds, And surprisingly, gratitude plays a significant role in helping us to be more authentic and open with other people. It's not just that it demonstrates good manners or trying to do what my mom taught, which was following through on writing thank you notes for people who've done something kind. In the magazine Emotion, they published a study in 2014 that showed that when we thank new acquaintances in our life, it opens up the possibility that we can build a deeper relationship with that person. For example, if a stranger opens a door for you or hands you, lets you go ahead of them in the grocery aisle and you say thank you, that actually creates a moment where you can open up, if you so desire, to walk through a door and become more bonded to each other. It opens up the opportunity to take the relationship one step further, just being gracious and practicing gratitude. Another study done in 2012 in Personality and Individual Differences reported that practicing gratitude actually helps us become physically healthier. People who practice gratitude report having a decrease in physical pain. There's also a correlation with people who are practicing gratitude that they tend to take better care of themselves. They are more apt to go to the doctor. They're more apt to eat better. They're more apt to not put junk into their bodies because they recognize the value of their body. And I think that's pretty amazing. That being able to practice gratitude and being grateful for the fact that your body does what it does. Every morning as I'm walking, I am offering up gratitude that my legs work. That I'm able to spend time walking in nature. It's a moment where I'm able to just reflect on the gift that I have of being able to walk today. Because honestly, I don't know if I'm going to be able to have that gift in the future. But today, I do. And when I remember that, I'm like, yeah, my, my body works. I want to take better care of it. Not only does it improve our physical health, but practicing gratitude also improves our mental health. They did a study once where they got a group of people who were feeling depressed. And they split them into two groups. And in one group, they offered them antidepressants, and in the other group, they all they did is ask them to practice gratitude. And then they followed up with the groups of people. And what they found surprising is that both groups, their depression was alleviated, and they felt happier than when they started. What they didn't expect is that those who were practicing gratitude had the same effect on their lives as those who had taken antidepressant medications. Robert Emmons, a doctor who's been studying gratitude for a long time, has done multiple studies about gratitude, and he found that it really does help reduce those toxic or those what I call mutated emotions of depression, anxiety, resentment, anger, bitterness, apathy, It makes a profound difference in reducing those mutated emotions. And so practicing gratitude can go a long way to just help you feel better. We talked about how practicing gratitude opens the door, the possibility that you can deepen connections with strangers, but it also has an effect on your ability to be empathic with your loved ones. They did a study in 2012 by the University of Kentucky where participants were asked how likely they were to retaliate against others when somebody gave them negative feedback. And I don't know about you, but when you're in a relationship with a significant other or a a child, you're going to get some negative feedback from time to time. Because that's just part of life. There are things that we do that the other person doesn't care for and vice versa. What they identified is that those who ranked higher on gratitude scales were less likely to retaliate against others. They were more willing to be sensitive and empathic towards the other people. They were more willing to just hold space and be able to listen. So that can really have a profound effect on a relationship just by... Practicing gratitude. One study found that it actually helps us sleep better. In 2011, a study was published in Applied Psychology, Health and Wellbeing, where those participants just spent 15 minutes before going to bed writing down what they were grateful for. And what they found is that they tended to sleep longer, more deeply, and better than the group who did not practice gratitude. One of the surprising studies that has been done in the behavior research and therapy found that Vietnam veterans who practiced and had higher levels of gratitude had lower rates of post traumatic stress disorder. In 2003, in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, they found that gratitude was a significant part of what helped build resilience to those individuals who had been involved and suffered from the terrorist attack on September 11th, practicing gratitude can have a profound emotional, physical, mental, and relationship effect in our lives. The question of the podcast is this, how do you practice gratitude? Honestly, There are lots of different ways and I mentioned a couple, just a moment ago, just spending 15 minutes journaling in your journal at the end of the night, writing down what you're grateful for is a great way to practice gratitude. But some people are like, I don't have 15 minutes in my day to be able to practice gratitude. So there are lots of other ways to do it. One way is to simply write down three things that you are grateful for and why. You can write it on a scrap of paper, you can write it on the back of an envelope. You can go get a journal and write it in your journal. You can post a post on social media every day expressing what it is that you're grateful for and why. Now I add the why part because I found that if I just say, well, I'm grateful for my bed, or I'm grateful for my car, or I'm grateful for my legs, but I don't spend the extra few seconds contemplating why am I grateful for that, it's not as effective. It's still, it's still good, but it's not as effective as it could be. But when I ask, why am I grateful for my legs? Why am I grateful for my car? Why am I grateful for my job? I'm able to then reflect, and it becomes a little bit more meaningful. So, three things that you're grateful for and why. Another way of practicing gratitude is simply, every time that you're feeling distressed Every time that you're feeling a little bit of stress or anger or sadness, in that moment, you remind yourself to practice gratitude and you come up with what is it that I'm grateful for? What is going on in my life that I could focus on that brings me joy or that is a blessing in my life? So there those are some very simple ways of being able to practice gratitude, writing in your journal, writing down three things and why, or simply just reflecting in the moment of distress what it is that you're grateful for. Some people spend part of their morning in meditation just pondering upon what it is that they're grateful for. So there really isn't a wrong or a right way for you to practice gratitude. It's find a way that works for you. Do an internet search and ask what's a great way of practicing gratitude and see what other ways that you can come up with that maybe will work for you. One of the traditions that we've had in the past when all of our family would get together with my cousins and grandparents is we would go around the room and we'd share what it is that we were thankful for. and Just sharing that with fellow family members and friends. The holidays are a great time to be able to reflect and share what it is that we're grateful for. I want to do something a little differently than I have in the past on this podcast. I want to follow Mr. Rogers' example. He said, All of us have special ones who have loved us into being. Would you just take, along with me, 60 seconds to think of the people who have helped you become who you are? Those who have cared about you, And wanted what's best for you in your life. 60 seconds
0: of silence. I'll watch the time.
1: At the conclusion of his speech, Mr. Rogers said, whomever you've been thinking about, how pleased they must be to know the difference you feel they've made in your life. I want to take a moment and thank you as a listener for spending a few minutes with me each week. I'm not sure about the impact that this podcast is having in your life, but I can tell you that it has been having an impact in my life. It's given me an opportunity to reflect on the things that I've learned and the experiences that I've had in my life that have helped me become who I am today. And so I'm grateful for you that you're willing to listen and spend a few minutes with me, letting me share a little bit of me with you. I'd love to hear how this is impacting your life you can email me at troy at troyllove.com. I'd love to hear what the podcast does for you. I'd love to hear any suggestions that you have or any questions that you might want to ask. I also want to remind you that my book, A Year of Self-Love, recently came out. It came out last week. I'm very grateful for the editors and the publisher who helped bring that into being. I can honestly say that That was not on my radar. I was not planning on writing a book of self love. And yet, that opportunity came at a time in my life that I didn't even realize that I would need to be able to practice self compassion far more than I ever thought I would have to. And so, I'm grateful for that. It's a reminder for me to be kind to myself. And I hope that you can also be kind to yourself, that you can connect with the core truth, that you are enough and that you matter. I hope that during this holiday season, you can take a moment to reflect on the blessings that you've had in your life and allow that to settle in and lift your spirits and help you find a little bit more peace.
0: You've been listening to the Finding Peace podcast. If we added value to your life, let us know or give us a rating. Before you go, subscribe to the show and get new episodes as soon as they are published. Thank you for spending part of your journey with us. Copyright Finding Peace Consulting.